Hi, and welcome to our podcast. And here we talk about uh, how to help children become confident communicators. I'm Veronique, your host. And today I'm joined also by my co-host, Merit, who is a child actor. Hi, I'm Raid. Um, I've probably been acting for six years, and I'm really excited to be with you guys today. Wonderful. And uh, we are actually both extremely excited to be talking to Gwen and her mom, Emily, today. Um, Gwen created a podcast called Gwen Gets to Work. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is the description that we got. You know, what do grown-ups really do all day at work? Eight-year-old Gwen Rose interviews adults in different jobs, asking the questions that would never occur to an adult. Um, Gwen's podcast has been featured on Stories Chemo, uh, which is a podcasting platform for children. And we are very excited to introduce this new podcast for children of all age, really. Um, so let's start. You know, I'd love to have a quick intro of Gwen and Emily. Over to you. Hi, I'm Gwen, and I sit forward so I started the podcast when I was seven. So it's been going on for one year now and I go to a local school and my mum's going to join us today and her name's Emily. And yeah. How old are you, Gwen? Pardon? You are eight? Yeah. I'm yeah. eight. Um, and that's it really, isn't it? We, we, we started the podcast in... February or March last year just just when we went into lockdown and it started off very much weekly it slipped a bit <laughs> um but it's been amazing it's been an amazing journey how did you why did you start in February oh we haven't got the book have we why did we start in what why did we start how did we start how did we start the podcast yeah, how did you start the podcast and, um, you know, how did this idea come from? Um, and also how you are involved, uh, Emily, in, in, uh, in the creation of the podcast. Um, yeah, I would love to, to, to hear your, more about your journey. Well, first of all, why don't you tell them about the um, Rebel Stories for Rebel Girls? The book, what, the book that you really liked reading at bedtime about all the different women and the jobs they do? Well, I just started reading a book, called, and it's quite a popular book called... Good Night Stories for Rebel, Rebel Girls. Yeah. And basically, I was reading the book, and because it had loads of jobs in it, I wanted to know more about them. And when I was in the car with my mum one day, I asked my mum, how will I know like, if, how to create a business? And yeah, because I, I run a business and then around that time I started an, a sort of sideline. So I started doing, um, I run a print publishing company and retail and then I started an artwork hanging just as myself. So Gwen sort of um, saw me go through that process and um, asked me you know, how, in the car, how, how do you start a company? Um, and around that time also lots of children and probably read you had this at school as well you were being asked to be involved in zoom calls quite a lot yeah. and I observed the way that Gwen interacted on those and how 
all the children were very different on that. Some of them just made silly faces or ran off and got something they wanted to show everyone else or just made noises. And Gwen tended to be quite um, a mediator and ask questions and bring everyone back. And I was relaying all this to my husband, who at that time was in Trinidad, um, waiting for permission to come back here. And he is um, a musician and does production and we both listen to a lot of podcasts and he said well these three things that you've told me about Gwen um she should have a podcast she should do a podcast so we did didn't we yeah can you remember who your first guest was my auntie Elena I listened to that one is it the florist <laughs> she is no this was oh. the first one ever and she's a younger uh like a fashion arts lecturer lecturer yeah so we started off with people some people that Gwen knew quite well and people that we were good friends with um and we've still gone back occasionally to people that we know in our close circles and interspersed that with just trying our hand at inviting people who we don't know mm. excellent um, but how did how did this idea come from how did you choose the topic That was really from the book um, of different things that people can do when they're when they're grown up mm. um, and that question you know how, how do you start a business and kids are always being asked well what do you want to be when you grow up you know from the age of about four like they would have an idea ready <laughs> idea and in fact you know at 40 I was still thinking well you know what how do I want my job life to play out and I don't think you know until we retire and, and even afterwards some people are still figuring out what they really want to do and in this world careers do change yep. you know we don't have a job for life and that's not necessarily like dictated by where we live or our circumstances you know you could the, the world is um, much more confusing and kind of full of opportunities and and options so I personally uh, found it absolutely refreshing to hear Gwen ask her questions. And, uh, you know, even um, uh, can imagine very simple questions being asked to adults and having adults to try to answer in a very sim simple way. You know, you put the adults to the test. <laughs> and I found it really interesting. Um, and I think every adult should be asked this question by a child. <laughs> So, um, no, I think well done in finding this very good topic. And, um, and you know, um, uh, I would love to, to understand a little bit better as well. Like, how do you, you know, you, your parents, Gwen, are entrepreneurs um, and, uh, you know, they were able to support you. Um, you know, not every children has this chance um, and, and really... I'd love, we'd love to, I think a lot of people here would love to understand, um, you know, is it overwhelming? Is it hard to start a podcast? What are the main challenges um, for you as a child and even for you as a mom? Well, the challenges are that when people listen or when you listen back to your voice, you can sometimes feel you can still feel like happy but you can feel quite embarrassed because you can tell that thousands or like at least 
five people are listening to you that you don't know and it's and it's just very weird (laughs) (laughs) do you think maybe that's got that you've got more comfortable with that as time's gone on yeah I started it and I was very very worried (laughs) and how about now now I'm quite confident to be fair but I'm still I still get worried or quite embarrassed or like what happened this week in school this week we listened to one wow (laughs) (laughs) how did that make you feel I went (laughs) red-faced because everybody was looking at me (laughs) and it's weird because you're not um you're quite a shy person naturally aren't you yeah like I am and I I think um when I I, you know, even in my 30s, if I had to go to a training event or a networking event or something, you know, I was a hide in the loose type of person. <laughs> I'm a bit better now, but it's so crippling that and that that nerves and shyness. And it's just practice. It's just practice. And well, Reed, you'll know about this. It's just um, just doing it, isn't it? And then once you've done it a few times, you think, oh, it wasn't so bad actually or maybe I met someone that was quite interesting who I didn't know and then we've got a reply you've talked to all sorts of people you don't know yeah president of Trinidad and Tobago wow did you actually interview the president yes no way that's amazing (laughs) tell us about this experience pardon tell us about the experience of interviewing a president well we my mum had to stand up so she like straight like to, like so there were like, some processes really, weren't yeah. there where we had to go through. we had to like send them the questions that we were going to ask just so they could make sure they were all fine and there were like people standing next to her and i was and i was confused because I was thinking, why are people standing next? Can you remember any of the questions that you asked her that that made it more fun? No. <laughs> what? What? You asked, do they ever do you ever dance at work? Didn't you? Oh yeah, and it, and she, I think she what, she said yes. <laughs> what was the dance? Uh, I think she said they did ballroom dancing at work, yeah, didn't she? Yeah. No way. <laughs> you know, that's you know how how would we know about it if you if 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 Gwen didn't actually ask this question? <laughs> yeah, and we found that people are much more happy to say yes to an interview from Gwen because it's bound to be a bit different, and they know they're going to reach maybe future presidents future you know she she's female so I think that she really responded to Gwen's kind of in, in our approach because of the inspiration behind it being that book and um and yeah to tell people about what actually happens in a job it's not a threat if it's somebody who you know isn't going to ask you anything really nasty <laughs> although you do ask some nasty <laughs> <things>. <laughs> I, I can totally imagine how um, 
people would react uh, being um, being interviewed by a child. Um, yeah, their level of um, um, yeah, so I mean, they 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 feel they feel at ease. I'd say that's probably why. Um, so this is really fun, uh, you know, when you're doing an amazing job. And uh, I'd imagine that um, actually preparing for the podcast every week. Is it every week? Uh, it was every Monday, but we're thinking of doing it now every like two weeks or something because I can, I sometimes just have to take breaks because we can never fit all of them in at one point. And sometimes I'm just so tired. Yes. I just flop onto my bed and I go, no. <laughs> and so to tell, tell us, um, tell us both how you, how you prepare for a podcast, uh, how you, uh, how do you reach out to people? Um, does it take time to actually book them in? Uh, how do you record? Uh, how do you edit? How do you produce them? How do you promote the podcast? So basically, we prepared by, uh, because my stepdad, he has a lot of like, I guess I should say, equipment because he does music. He had more equipment than if you were just starting and you had only just started and you didn't really have any equipment. It was quite easy. But to reach out for people was quite hard. So we had just had to think of friends and like relatives or yeah. yeah. I think well to begin with, that's not we we didn't use any equipment, did we? We just no. opened up your mummy's computer yeah. or your iPad and yeah. did it on um Zoom or Skype. Yeah. And both of those are free. So we promoted it by at one point we came up with this really good idea because we didn't have that much equipment. So we started GoFundMe and um, it gave us a lot of equipment and people put in money for us to get the equipment that we needed. And that's really to get out and about and go um, and interview people in their places of work, isn't it? For a mobile, a bit more of a mobile studio. There's another thing that we did to promote it. What's promote that? It was when we... Um, because we uh, thought they could see more, uh, on two of them, we did an actual video of what we did there. So Who was that with? I did two. One with a chocolatier and a beekeeper. So you got to see both of them. So we host it. Gwen wouldn't probably know this, um, but we host it on, on Buzzsprout. And that gives us the opportunity to upload a finished file and mm -hmm. um, and put it out there. Obviously, like Gwen said, her stepdad um, has equipment and know-how, so he's able to source jingles and edit things and things like that. Not that that's essential, but for us that adds, because the content is quite um, just, well, it's just voices and for yeah. kids. It's nice to have a little bit of comedy in there or... <laughs> You know, I, before we jumped on this uh, um, interview, I listened to the, the, the beginning of the biotech um, biotech uh, uh, pod, uh, episode, and I really love the music at the very beginning. It just really cheered you up. Uh, it's really nice. 
So great choice of music, I'd say. And, and I think it does, it does make a lot of difference. Yeah. And there's lots of free audio libraries, you know, things that you can, so it's just a case of listening to them all and, and finding one that worked, which he did. Um, I'm quite visual, so I ha had a look at sort of some images and created the little icon for Gwen Gets to Work. And she makes the Lego characters out of each job each week, which oh, then no. become the That's a good idea. episode artwork. Because she's a big Lego fan as well. <laughs> um, so yes, we use we we send out emails um, or catch people when we see them and say, "Would you be on Gwen's podcast?" Then we set up a usually a Skype or um, Teams call, and failing that Zoom, um, and then have the call, give the audio to Gwen's stepdad, and um, he edit, edits it up, and then I put it on our website and on and upload it to Buzzsprout and out it goes yeah and then we have an Instagram as well that we just sort of update when we've got a new episode with any other images that's quite nice to see what other people what the people mm. we've interviewed have, have got on their Instagram or to share pictures of them at work yeah that's excellent are you um it, is it very time consuming yes um, I think it's as time consuming as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could just, um, I mean, there are podcasts I listen to that are very heavily produced and have a huge amount of content on, on their Instagram and website. And there are others that are really just a recording of a conversation. Mm. Depending on the content, that can be all you need to do. And it's really about the process of, for, uh, for Gwen, it's about the process of making it and having to be present and ask those questions isn't it like it's like yeah. um and think of the questions as well yeah that's one of the most hard things that I have to think about is think of the questions and normally we have normal questions to ask standard questions so sometimes if I can't think of any I just pop normal ones in instead of thinking of really good ones but then I only get like a couple of questions. So do you prepare like a list of questions beforehand or do you make up some on the spot? Uh, well, I do like write them down and then I print a sheet out. But we also, my mum is next to me and she, and she may type up something. So that I, which is a question or a question that she thinks of. And I look at it and then I would ask it to the person and sometimes that I'm interviewing and sometimes I just think of questions that I think is really good and then I just say them. So we've worked on that, haven't we? With We've worked really hard on um, active listening and being <coughs> able to, I mean, which is a really hard thing for even a grown-up, but actually listening instead of worrying about getting to the next question on the list, um, actually responding to what that person's saying and at the same time if I'm able to do that and, and think of something that she ought to ask or respond to she has to read and speak at the same time so there's like reading and uh, under pressure like you're reading from an auto cue which she seems to have just taken to really well and the yeah. listening we're getting much better at I think any of the adults that you interview were ever kind of shocked by your questions or like have to really think about it for a while because they weren't expecting it. You asked Mrs. Edwards a question that you didn't, she didn't expect you to ask about if she got anything stashed, is it stashed? Yeah, um, 
Well, it does shock people. I can see their face and they go. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially one that I asked my head teacher if she had a secret stash for anything, and I think she said yes. Do that. Sounds a bit louder. I think she said yes. She asked her head teacher if she had a secret stash of wine like mummy did and her head teacher said, no, not at school. <laughs> but I do have a secret stash of chocolate, she revealed, didn't she? <laughs> How do you plan to, uh, I mean, where, where is this going? Um, you know, you've been, uh, you've, been, you've been running this podcast for more than a year now. Um, how, what's the evolution of the audience? Um, could you tell us more about that? I think we just agreed right from the beginning, we'd do it until we didn't want to do it anymore. Really, it's like a bit yeah. like a school project, isn't it? I yeah, mean, when so we'll make, you like, what do you like making on your computer? I like making like PowerPoints and it's a bit like that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the evolution, I think our, our, really it's just a continuation and we'll just um, keep going whilst we have people to interview and yeah. until they stop. Also might be nice, we thought maybe we're about to approach our 50th episode and we thought maybe once we've done that, we'll take a little break. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be able to get out there and interview people in person so we can do some photographs or video um, while we're interviewing which would sort of be another experience that we haven't had a lot of yeah. and um, maybe a, given the genesis of, of the podcast maybe a series on entrepreneurs that would be amazing are you um, just for the audience to understand like you how long are your episodes and how long does it take to prepare to produce and the time you spend also promoting it well, first of all, how long does it, so usually the email or the in question takes yeah. five minutes. That's yeah. just, would, would you be up for it? And here's the email. And then we tell Gwen who she's going to be interviewing. Sometimes that comes from her too. Um, and then how long does it take you, do you it, think? No, it definitely takes more than 10 minutes. Okay. But I think the longest one we've done is an hour and like a half. Well, when you talked to your auntie Lana, that was a really long chat, but I think that's just because you two couldn't stop talking to each other. <laughs> the conversation is about half an hour in the end. It's not very much prep. We just, she writes some questions down. We might run through a couple of them so that she might anticipate being able to respond. And then we start the call just like we did with you and, and go for it. And usually it's down to the guest has plenty to say as clearly we do, <laughs> and then um, it runs for about half an hour, sometimes slightly longer, the call, and then editing it takes him usually a couple of hours, two or, two or three hours, so that's quite a long process. Yeah. But that's because he's finding clips and putting them in and, and really um, honing the audio to make it as good as it can be. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the back end of me uploading it and doing the imagery and sharing it on Instagram is probably another couple of hours. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that um, <laughs> some parents might think, oh, I do not have this skill set <laughs> to actually support my child doing it. Um, what would you want to say to those parents who would like to start, but how? 
As a parent, I'd say maybe making having the conversations or the doing the recording is no, there's no barrier to that. So just start because that the making of it, if we were doing this without an audience, the audience is sort of secondary. It's lovely to have that feedback and that positive reactions. But it's the process of talking to the people that we're talking to, or if we weren't talking to people, it's the process of working together. Mm -hmm. When um, my husband Quasi was in Trinidad, it was a way of us as a little family getting used to working together and being together. Mm. So purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um and so that's that what were you gonna say i was gonna say i think uh to get used to creating or listening to your voice or recording something is because i when i was very little i loved sort of doing lego and videoing myself <laughs> of videos that I still look back on and they're really I I just think what was I thinking (laughs) 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 Uh, like me just saying something that I can't even understand because I was so little you were very little but you would talk quite happily to the screen for an hour (laughs) plus but you've become quite a confident communicator Mm. since doing this I mean you have to once you're faced with especially an adult you don't know on a screen and you know it's recording you have to make it work and um once uh, like a a kid is capable of so much so this is just you know give them a task and they'll fly with it and I and I think if uh, for a parent it doesn't have to be like what we do it can just be if you get, there's so many platforms like Story Schemo where you can just record something. And it, the technology does a lot of that work for you, it really does. And the process of doing it, I think, is the main thing for us, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting what you say. Also, you know, knowing that um, Gwen has become a more confident communicators, it means that all the all the work that you put in has been very fruitful because this is often what parents would wish their parents to their kids to um to become the confident communicators is, is a very important skill to have uh, we all know, we know we struggle about yeah, yeah. to struggle like me I, I used you know and you know and even today and not being an english uh, a native english speaker um you know presenting uh, it all always it is stressful um so it's a fantastic skill to have uh, gwen you went on radio didn't you you were yeah. the local radio station did a um little spot on her and to be able to be told like three two one and you're on and not just completely freeze you know which is what definitely what I would have done <laughs> <laughs> you know Mered is actually a, a a child actor um you know Mered, you want to talk a bit about your experience as a child um, being an actor or voice artist? Yeah, I mean, Gwen, you were talking about getting used to your own voice and listening to that. And um, as a kid, I did a lot of voice acting. So it wouldn't just be like the camera and filming me, it would be recording my voice for video games or cartoons or something. And it definitely is something that you have to get used to. I think 
people for their whole lives will be like, oh, I hate hearing my voice on video or on camera, which is, I think that goes in a lot into confidence and communication and being able to be okay how you sound. Um, so I, I'm happy that you've gone used to your voice or at least that you've become closer to that because it's definitely something hard to get used to. But yeah, I think in general podcasting is really similar to um, acting at least as a kid in terms of just building up your confidence in that sense. Um, you just get have to get used to yourself being on the spot and being spontaneous with your words, which even in podcasting is a lot harder than acting because acting, you know, you can take as many takes as you want, but in podcasting, you're having like a live recorded conversation. It's really interesting to hear both of you say that because I, I now I can remember feeling like that, but Gwen's never said that to me before. You never said that to me about hearing your own voice. So yeah. it's interesting that that was a, a thing. So yeah, I definitely related to that Gwen the minute you said that. It's very weird to hear your voice on video. And I think that, um, you know, for the future, um, you know, even Mered, you're quite a confident communicator. Do you think that's it? that's also because you you did some voice, you did um, acting when you were a child? No, yeah, I definitely think it is. I think, um, I mean, any kid could have natural more com naturally more confidence, I guess, than others. But no matter what, just putting yourself out there and sort of being forced to, um, whether you're doing a monologue or having conversations or that's live and recorded in front of people, you sort of, the more and more you do it, like Emily, you said, the just the better you'll be at it and the more you'll be comfortable with being in that situation. Even if you might mess up a few times or you might think, oh God, like, I wish I didn't say that. If like you guys are doing a conversation in your podcast, I'm sure sometimes you do. You're like, oh, I feel like I sounded weird in that moment. Yeah. You just become okay with it. And you realize that it's a tiny thing in the middle of a great conversation that you might be having yeah and we spoke to we spoke to joe lysett didn't we a comedian yeah. who's a very popular comedian certainly in this country and he said gwen talked about nerves before she does it because he was quite good at asking her questions too and can you remember what he said about getting nervous and um what that means i think he said he does get nervous but if you get, if you, like, if you do it, because he's, I guess he's done it for, like, at least 10 years now or more, he has, I think, gotten used to it. And I'm quite amazed how used to it I am, even though I'm probably not as used to it as he is. No, and he said that he still gets nervous. And he loves that because he knows then it matters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> on this note, um, you know, I, I would like to thank you uh, for, um, for, 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 ten, for, for joining our, our, you know, coming to chat with us in this podcast. And, uh, and I hope uh, it's been a very interesting and inspiring, uh, you know, conversation uh, that many children will listen too and maybe it will you know you Gwen you might have inspired other children to actually do the same thing as you and start a podcast so um thank you we hope so because uh you know they all have voices that matter so it's lovely to hear them we cannot be more supportive well thank you so much 
and uh, you know, have a lovely um, day. We are um, we are following you, uh, Gwen, and uh, we are extremely uh, privileged to uh, to get to know you uh, this young, uh, and uh, we'll continue to support you uh, through Story Schemo. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.